We left off at page 40, but I'm going to start at the second paragraph of page 39. Human gossip works exactly the same way. For example, you are beginning a new class with a new teacher and you have looked forward to it for a long time. On the first day of class, you run into someone who took the class before, who tells you, Oh, that instructor was such a pompous jerk. He didn't know what he was talking about. And he was a pervert too. So watch out. You immediately imprinted with the word and the emotional code that the person had when saying this. But when you were not aware of his or her motivation to, in telling you, this person could be angry for failing a class or simply making an assumption based on fears and prejudice. But because you have learned to ingest information like a child, some part of you believes that the gossip and, and you go on to the class. As the teacher speaks, you feel the poison come up inside you and you don't realize you see the teacher through the eyes of the person who gave you that gossip. Then you start talking to other people in the class about this and they start to see the teacher in the same way. As a jerk and a pervert. You really hate the class and soon you decide to drop out. You blame the teacher, but it is gossip that is to blame. All of this mess can be caused by one little computer virus. One piece of misinformation can break down communication between people, causing every person it touches to become infected and contagious to others. Imagine that every single time others gossip to you, they insert a computer virus into your mind, causing you to think a little less clearly every time. Then imagine that in an effort to clean up your own confusion and get some relief from the poison, you gossip and spread these viruses someone else. Now imagine this pattern going on in never-ending chain between all the humans on earth. The result is a world full of humans who can only read information through circuits that are clogged with a poisonous, contagious virus. Once again, this poisonous virus is what the Toltecs called the mitote. The chaos of a thousand different voices all trying to talk at once in the mind. Even worse are the black magicians or computer hackers who intentionally spread the virus. Think back to a time when you or someone you knew, you know was angry with someone else and desired revenge. In order to seek revenge, you said something to or about the person with the intention of spreading poison and make that person feel bad about him or herself. As children, we do this quite thought. We quite we, as children, we do this quite thoughtlessly. But as we grow older, we become more, more, much more calculated in our efforts to bring other people down. Then we lie to ourselves and say that person receives a, receives a just punishment for their wrongdoing. When we see the world through a computer virus, it is easy to justify the cruelest behavior. What we don't see is that misuse of our word is putting us deeper into hell. For years, we have received the gossip and spells from the words of others, but also from the way we use our word with ourselves. We talk to ourselves constantly, and most of the time we say things like, Oh, I look fat. I look ugly. I'm getting old. I'm losing my hair. I'm stupid. I never understand anything. I will never be good enough. I'm never going to be perfect. Do you see how we use the word against ourselves? We must begin to understand what the word is and what the word does. If you understand the first agreement, be impeccable with your word. 
you begin to see all the changes that can happen in your life. Changes first in the way you deal with yourself and later in the way you deal with other people, especially those you love the most. Consider how many times you have gossiped about the person you love the most to gain the support of others for your point of view. How many times have you hooked other people's attention and spread poison about your loved one in order to make your opinion right? Your opinion is nothing but your point of view. It is not necessarily true. Your opinion comes from your beliefs, your own ego, and your own dream. We create all this poison and spread and spread it to others just so we can feel right about our own point of view. If we adopt the first agreement and become impeccable with our word, any emotional poison will eventually be clean from our mind and from our communication in our personal relationships, including with our pet dog or cat. Impeccability of the word will also give you immunity from anyone putting a negative spell on you. You will only receive a negative idea if your mind is fertile ground for that idea. When you become impeccable with your word, your mind is no longer fertile ground for words that come from black magic. Instead, it is fertile for the words that come from love. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of self-love. How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. When you are impeccable with your word, you feel good. You feel happy and at peace. You can transcend the dream of hell just by making the agreement to be impeccable with your word. Right now I am planting that seed in your mind. Whether or not the seed depends upon how fertile your mind is for the seeds of love, it is up to you to make the agreement with yourself. I am impeccable with my word. Nurture this seed, and as it grows in your mind, it will generate more seeds of love to replace the seeds of fear. This first agreement will change the kind will, this first agreement will change the kind of seeds your mind is fertile for. Be impeccable with your word. This is the first agreement that you should make if you want to be free, if you want to be happy, if you want to transcend the level of existence that is hell. It is very powerful. Use the word in the correct way. Use the word to share your love. Use white magic beginning with yourself. Tell yourself how wonderful you are, how great you are. Tell yourself how much love Tell yourself how much you love yourself. Use the word to break all those teeny tiny agreements that make you suffer. It is possible. It is possible because I did it. And I am no better than you. No, we are exactly the same. We have the same kind of brain, the same kind of bodies. We are humans. If I was able to break those agreements and create new agreements, then you cannot do the same. If I could be impeccable with my word, why not you? Just as one agreement can change your whole life, impeccability of the word can lead you to the personal freedom, to the huge success and abundance. It could take away all fear and transform it into joy and love. Just imagine that you can... That just imagine what you can create with the impeccability of the word. With the impeccability of the word, you can transcend the, transcend the dream of fear and live a different life. You can live in heaven in the middle of thousands of people living in hell. Because you are immune to that hell. You can attain the kingdom of heaven from this one agreement. 
Be impeccable with your word. Chapter 3. The second agreement. Don't take anything personally. The next three agreements are really born from the first agreement. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. Whatever happens around you, don't take it personally. Use an earlier example. If I see you on the street and I say, hey, you are stupid without knowing you, it's not about you. It's about me. If you take it personally, then perhaps you believe you are stupid. Maybe you think to yourself, how does he know? Is he, is he clairvoyant? Or can everybody see how stupid I am? You take it personally because you agree with whatever was said. As soon as you agree, the poison goes through you and you are trapped in a dream of hell. What causes you to be trapped is what we call personal importance. Personal importance or taking things personally is the maximum expression of self selfishness because we make the assumption that everything is about me. During the period of our education or our domestication, we learn to take everything personally. We think we are responsible for everything. Me, 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 always me. Nothing other people do is because of you. It is because of themselves. All people live in their own dream, in their own mind. They are in a completely different world from the one we live in. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world and we try to impose our world on their world. Even when a situation seems so personal, even if others insult you directly, it has nothing to do with you. What they say, what they do, and the opinions they give are according to the agreements they have in their own minds. Their point of view comes from all the programming they received during domestication. If someone gives you an opinion and says, Hey, you look so fat. Don't take it personally. Because the truth is that this person is dealing with his or her own feelings, beliefs, and opinions. That person tried to send poison to you and if you take it personally, then you take that poison and it becomes yours. Taking things personally makes you easy prey for these predators, the black magicians. They can hook you easily with one little opinion and feed you whatever poison they want. And because you take it personally, you eat it up. You eat all their emotional garbage. And now it becomes your garbage. But if you do not take it personally, you are immune in the middle of hell. Immunity to the person in the middle of hell is the gift of disagreement. When you take things personally, then you feel offended and your reaction to defend your beliefs and create beliefs and create conflicts. You make something big out of something so little because you have the need to be right and make everybody else wrong. You were also you also try hard to be right by giving them your own opinions. In the same way, whatever you feel and do is just a projection of your own personal dream, a reflection of your own agreements. What you say, what you do, the opinions you have are according to the agreements you have made. And these opinions have nothing to do with me. It is not important to me what you think about me. 
And I don't take what you think personally. I don't take it personally when people say, Miguel, you are the best. And I also don't take it personally when they say, Miguel, you are the worst. I know that when you were happy, you would tell me, Miguel, you are such an angel. But when you were mad at me, you would say, oh, Miguel, you're such a devil. You are so disgusting. How can you say those things? Either way, it does not affect me because I know what I am. I don't have the need to be accepted. I don't have the need to have someone tell me, Miguel, you are doing so good. Or how dare you do that? No, I don't take it personally. Whatever you think, whatever you feel, I know is your problem and not my problem. It is the way you see the world. It is nothing personal because you're dealing with yourself, not with me. Others are going to have their own opinion according to the belief system. So nothing they think about me is really about me, but it is about them. You may even tell me, Miguel, you may even tell me, Miguel, what are you saying is hurting me? But it is not what I am saying that is hurting you. It is that you have wounds that I touch by what I have said. You are hurting yourself. There is no way that I can take this personally. Not because I don't believe in you or don't trust you, but because I know that you see the world with different eyes, with your eyes. You create an entire picture or movie in your mind, and in that picture, you are the director. You are the producer. You are the main actor or actress. Everyone else is a secondary actor or actress. Is it your movie? It is your movie. The way you see that movie is according to the agreements you have made for with life. Your point of view is something personal to you. It's not one's truth, but yours. That if you get mad at me, I know you are dealing with yourself. I am the excuse for you to get mad. And you get mad because you are afraid, because you are dealing with fear. If you are not afraid, there's no way you will get mad at me. If you are not afraid, there's no way you will hate me. If you are not afraid, there is no way you will be jealous or sad. If you live without fear, if you love, there is no place for any of those emotions. If you don't feel any of the emotions, it is logical that you will feel good. When you feel good, everything around you is good. When everything around you is great, everything makes you happy. You are loving everything that is around you because you are loving yourself. Because you like the way you are. Because you are content with you. Because you are happy with your life. You are happy with the movie that you are producing. Happy with your agreements with life. You are at peace and you are happy. You live in a state of bliss where everything is so wonderful and everything is so beautiful. In that state of bliss, you are making love all the time with everything that you perceive. Whatever people do, feel, think or say, don't take it personally. If they tell you how wonderful you are, they're not saying that because of you. You know you are wonderful. It is not necessary to believe other people who tell you that you are wonderful. Don't take anything personally. Even if someone got a gun and shot you in the head, it was nothing personal. Even at that extreme. Even the opinions you have about yourself are not necessarily true. Therefore, you don't need to take whatever you hear in your own mind personally. 
The mind has the ability to talk to itself, but it also has the ability to hear information that is available from other realms. Sometimes you hear a voice in your mind, and you may wonder where it came from. This voice may have come from another reality in which there are living beings very similar to the human mind. The Toltecs called these beings allies. In Europe, Africa, and India, they call them the gods. Our minds also exist in a level of gods. Our mind also lives in a reality that they can perceive that reality. The mind sees with the eyes and perceives this waking reality, but the mind also sees and perceives without the eyes, although the reason is hardly aware of this perception. The mind is more than one dimension. There may be times when you have ideas that don't originate in your mind, but you are perceiving them with your mind. You have the right to believe or not believe these voices and the right not to take what they say personally. We have a choice whether or not to believe the voices we hear within our own minds, just as we have a choice of what to believe and agree within the dreams of the planet. The mind can also talk and listen to itself. The mind is divided as your body is divided. Just as you can say, I have one hand and I can shake my other hand and feel the other hand, the mind can talk to itself. Part of the mind is speaking and the other is listening. It is a big problem when thousands, when a thousand parts of your mind are all speaking at the same time. This is called mitote, remember? The mitote can be compared to a huge marketplace where thousands of people are talking and bartering at the same time. Each one has a different thoughts and feelings. Each one has a different point of view. The programming in the mind, all of those agreements we have made, are not necessarily compatible with each other. Every agreement is like a separate living being. It has its own personality and its own voice. There are conflicting agreements that go against other agreements and on and on and on until it becomes a big war in the mind. The mitote is the reason humans hardly know what they want, how they want it, or when they want it. They don't agree with themselves because there are parts of the mind that that want one thing and other parts that want exactly the opposite. Some part of the mind has objections to certain thoughts and actions and another part supports the actions of the opposing thoughts. All these little living beings create inner conflict because they are alive and they have a choice, a voice. Only by making an inventory or agreements will, will we uncover all of the conflicts in the mind and, we, and eventually make order and out of the chaos of the mitote. I'm going to leave it there, guys. So we did page 40 to 56.